the pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Continue to enjoy your best lawn ever with Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island. Contact them today for a free quote, 401-392-1025 or online, LawnDoctor.com. A lot more summer ahead plus the fall. Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island, your best lawn ever, guaranteed. Call for a free quote today, 401-392-1025. Find out also about keeping your family safe from ticks and mosquitoes, Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island. Check out their website. It's LawnDoctor.com or call today for a free quote, 401-392-1025. Well, folks, good morning. It's John DiPietro, AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Remember, you can always listen online at the website, DiPietro.com. We have made it to Friday. What a week it has been, folks. You just never know what the news, but it is Friday. It is August 6th, and we're going to dip in. Mayor Lorza. Uh, Mayor Jorge Eloja certainly under fire, but he is uh, also, right now, he's on vacation in New Hampshire, as we learned. I want to once again give credit. It was Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. Talked to him each week. He was the one that broke the news. You know, with everything going on, it certainly did not stop Mayor Jorge Eloja from going on vacation. But, folks, there's um, a lot of dramatic things happening, and I think the, the biggest thing in... Um, it is not to be underestimated, but it's just the fact, you know, this is not planned. He's reacting. He stopped short of coming back. But Governor McKee and also the head of the Providence City Council, City Council President John Angliosi, the fact that they are, I don't want to say working together, but in a way um, is, um, is, a, is, a, is a different dynamic. And it, it's very simple. Mayor Lorza does not want the optics of the state police. His, here's the thing. The activists who he really answers to, right, the protesters, Black Lives Matter, Antifa, the defund the police crowd, uh, all the anarchists, that whole crowd, they, they despise the thought uh, of Rhode Island State Police in the city of Providence patrolling. And so Mayor Lors is trying to say, well, basically, you know, listen, if they want to be behind the scenes, well, you know, that's totally fine if they want to be behind the scenes, you know, doing like desk work. But, in, you know, we don't want them out on the street. We don't want them where people can can see them. I mean, that's basically what he's saying. So I do want to hear what he has to say. I'd like to um dip in and out of this a little bit carry it live but just keep in mind i mean the, there has been an arrest we broke it last night it's on the website petro.com and then you still have this rash of violence but i want to be very clear that the reason why the uptick in violence it's because of his personal beliefs on what the police should or should not do keep in mind mayor Lorza, under his administration guidance the providence police are at the lowest levels They've been in 50 years. They've had no classes, no academies. What he's basically been doing is, as much as he's been saying that he hasn't been fully addressing the defund the police uh, crowd, think of think of the fact, though, that he is not allowing another, um, another class or more officers to be added. And so as a result of that, you know, and then with everything we've seen from last year, with all the aftermath of George Floyd and the way the police have been under attack, that um, that's just one of the things that has, has added to it. So I'd like to dip into it. I, I just want to also just remind people, I mean, he is, this guy is on an island right now. He is, uh, he has no friends at the state house. Uh, he is a failed politician. And what I mean by that, it, you know, someone could say, well, what do you mean? But what do you, what do you mean he's a failed? Well, they took the schools away from him. He could not orchestrate a new deal with the teachers. Providence schools are terrible under him. Now, he can say, well, it's a school committee, blah, 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 but he's still the mayor. At the State House, he was trying to uh, get he was trying to get his pension plan where basically he'd, he'd borrow $1 billion, and it's a total gamble. 
he could not he could not get that approved. So then now you're you're over two in where you're you're trying to do that. So he couldn't get that accomplished. Um, the city there's there's no building going on in the city, and he's never been a big fan of police. But then as a result of all the protests and everything from last year, a lot of the unrest in the country, um, it's it's you know he's obviously sided almost with the activists and gone to another level so he really then is not doing anything to help um, law enforcement support the police never supports the police as a matter of fact you know i was speaking with someone he always sounds like he's almost apologizing for the police and this is to me this is really simple he different people sometimes make sense for different times he doesn't make sense right now the city needs leadership the, the city has an image problem. Uh, New York was going, New York is still going through this. You know what else, folks, is comical is, uh, I'll give him credit. Buddy Sancy used to, the late, late mayor, he used to call it the politics of snow. And his expression was, and I thought it was pretty good, was he said, you know, people can try to spin. All right, I think we're going to have um, Mayor Alorza coming up here in just a moment. What he was trying to say was people can different try to spin different, um, you know, uh, statistics, job numbers, all the. But you can't. His thing was you can't spin. Oh, here we go. We're talking about people's lives. We're talking about people's safety. This is Mayor Larson, folks. Something that um, uh, we we're not going to be allowed to be politicized, and we run a very. Proud administration, proud, uh, proud department of the work that we do. We're professionals through and through in every way, and that's what guides and will continue to guide every decision that we make. So, you know, we're here to talk about uh, crime and, uh, and and even more specifically about a state police presence within the city. Uh, so, you know, I just want to be clear and make sure everyone everyone understands that the coordination between uh, Providence and the state police, and that has uh, that has been going on for several for a couple of months already. And not only that, but the joint operations have already begun. Uh, in fact, we had a joint operation this past this past Sunday. And so, I know that there were two letters that were circulated uh, in the past couple of, uh, in the in the, in the last twenty four hours or so. One from the council president, um, and that one struck me as as. Uh, a bit odd uh, because I had uh, recently spoken with him and told him that the operation had already begun. Um, so I wanted to address that. And there's a letter from the governor um, also suggesting that you know the, um, that the state police is now going to talk to uh, to our our chief of police about this, and uh, that also struck me as very very odd um, and because of course, as I mentioned, the joint operations have already begun. And uh, so, um, at the very, very least, but not um, visible, Mr. Mayor. The, the governor needs to be informed as to what his own. Oh, he is informed. You're the one uh, yeah, on vacation in New Hampshire. In Any good faith effort from anyone who wants to be part of the solution, now that's uh, that's welcomed here in the city. And you don't uh, listen I've to anyone. Conversations with my police chief. You don't listen to anyone. And we want to do. You know, we we welcome that support. In a way that actually helps you want back office support actually works and so uh, our chief they're talking uh, about having a presence on the street mr mayor not only on coordinating uh, the operations that have already begun uh, but on brainstorming uh, additional ways that we can leverage let them be on the street the police um, and we're particularly interested um, at this uh, at this stage in, in additional support from the state police around around atvs we know that they they're dangerous they're menacing you allow and, it uh, people throughout throughout the city they're they're frustrated and, and scared that you allow it um, you know, and, uh, and I can tell you that our police department and you know, everyone in my administration were frustrated by you know, the number of ATVs that are out there because of you uh, they operate um, you know, um, uh, uh, very dangerously you allow and, it and they're a threat to public safety as we as we have seen. And we continue to see. Um, I also want to make clear in terms of what our policy is with ATV. How's your vacation going? We have, uh, we do have the chase policy. You need uh, to face the community. Whenever 
You need to face the, the community. Over the past couple of years, frankly, Mr. Mayor. And between me and the commissioner and me and the chief has been about what more can we do? Resign. The police chief has looked at police departments in major cities and throughout the region and throughout the country. You're the problem. Be, you know, who's fighting these aggressive How's Storyland in New Hampshire? Uh, there are police departments that are fully um, sort of disregard them. You sound like you've been and, drinking. And, uh, and, and let the ATVs continue. How's Baby Omar? You need to face the community. They're not. Cranston's more aggressive. You're a failure. Coward. You're on vacation. The solution is for you to resign. You need to face the community. Folks, here we go. This is Mayor Alorza. Let's see how it comes out. Who's up first? Go right ahead. He's on vacation in Storyland, getting ready to slip into the pool. So let's Mayor, move this, this along. Is, uh, Amy Russo, if I can oh, ask Amy Russo, question. the Providence Journal. You mentioned in the past that um, you know times when we've had higher numbers of officers on the streets have still been times when we've seen higher levels of crime, as evidenced by the time years ago when we had nearly 500 officers. Are more officers really the appropriate response to this? Is this going to be effective, or do we need to be looking at other strategies? Yeah, I think it's a little bit of everything. Uh, and uh, you know, something that's really important to acknowledge is that if you oh, look at... Help me be building more with the lotion. Lotion! If you look at the numbers, Jorge Elaya. Crime, crime continues a, to be. You know what it is? A, very, very low. Uh, there, there are some. It's a crime. You're the mayor. One in particular that has increased. Jorge Elaya. Folks, this is a Lorzer on his conference call from New Hampshire on vacation. But the point is that you, know, you look across the board, and you can do two things. You can compare Providence today where Providence was 25 years ago. Uh, and crime across the board is a fraction of what it was. You could also compare Providence today to other major cities today. And how about Cranston? That, you know, Providence is a very, very low crime city uh, when compared to major cities throughout the region. He's delusional. So, you know, one is the actual issue of safety. The second issue, which I believe is just as important and is really the issue that They don't. Tuesday night. It was Tuesday night. He doesn't even know what night it was. is you don't even know what night it was. And uh, so it's important to understand what the issue is so you can craft a solution to help address it. Do people feel safe? They'd like to see more officers. It just makes them feel safer knowing that there's a, there's a police officer there. And uh, because of that, you know, in my time as mayor, we've already had, I believe, the largest and the third largest police academy in the city's history. We have an ongoing police academy right now that's also going to be one of the very largest in history. We also have in our budget as a recruitment for yet another police class after this of another 50 officers. So that is part of the solution, but it's not the whole solution. There's just You have to address this and attack this from every angle to make sure that the crime stays low and the perception of crime is also one uh, that um, you know, folks, folks do not feel... Thanks, Mayor. Mayor. We're going to go to Carla, Pat, and, and then I have a few others. Just as a reminder, please mute yourself if you are not talking. Um, there are 
Hello. Folks, you're listening. This is, this is the Mayor Alorza press conference. Hola, Hola. She's saying, Mr. Mayor, why are these white privileged people? Oh, my God. Complaining. I know. All they do is complain. I'm trying to enjoy myself at Storyland on vacation, and they get upset over a little gunplay in Guatemala. We have shootings like this every night. Personally, I would like to trade in my bike for one of those ATVs. They look fun to ride. Plus, they all donate to my campaign. This crowd needs to chill out. But I'll take the call just to pacify them. Look, this is Mayor Lars assuming everyone speaks Spanish. He is just toned out. These people need to stop complaining. All right. So maybe we had a little bit of a problem. But the most important thing is I'm on vacation. We are having the time of our life at Storyland. I can't believe how clean it is. And they don't allow graffiti. I'll just keep talking longer since they can't understand me. My God, they let her continue. Mr. Mayor, you're a hero to all of us. You're a fantastic mayor. Thank you. I just need to vacation more often. These people sure do like to complain. The dirt bikes are fun. I'm going to get Baby Omar one. Oh, now he's blaming North Providence. In Cranston, that's where they're from. They're invading my city. Whoa. They're bringing violence to Providence. Wow. Folks, taking shots. They let her continue. Yeah, let's just keep talking in Spanish. And they still continues. What is this? He lost his mind. <laughs> he is lost. Yeah, maybe do the whole conference call in Spanish.
pero la realidad es de que los jefes de policía siempre están en comunicación. Gracias, alcalde. Gracias. Adiós. On one hand, you've represented that you're engaged in joint operations with the Rhode Island State Police, as well as, you know, with the Police Department of Providence. On the other hand, you've got the city, uh, different city police chiefs weighing in on mass media, uh, their support for the police inciting confusion. You've got the mayor of Johnston uh, advising, publicly stating that he's advising family members and friends not to go into the city of Providence. Um, I've spoken to individual policemen who are unaware of this, of joint operations. Is there a memorandum of understanding? Is there anything in writing or communication between the governor and yourself uh, to, to specify this type of agreement, this type of joint operations? Yeah, that's something between the, the police chiefs at the state level and at the, and at the city level. I would, Folks, this is I the mayor Laura Laura's a conference call. Or the police chief speak to that. Um, but there, but there is a formal partnership with the operation that. Right, oh. this covers specifically day-to-day -day operations. What kind of question is this? In, city, in parts of the city where there's challenge, and, and and at the same time, there's individual complaints about abuse on the south end and the west end by the police. Is the state police assisting you in that matter? We developed a special special task force, specifically around APDs, and that's where the joint operations have have begun. Um, our police chiefs continue to talk, and I think this is an opportunity uh, for them to support in um, in other ways. Yeah, I think that um, they have capacity to help with sort of deep, proactive investigations, where you know, we can we can target folks who uh, either trafficking. An illegal gun, or um, are or are known to be um, uh, shooters out there in the community, and so you know there there are different ways where the police can be helpful, and our chiefs are already coordinating and in constant communication about what those kinds of operations can look like as well. Thank you very much. Um, just as a reminder, everyone, please mute yourself if you are not speaking. We're going to go to Anita next. Anita? Oh, it should be Anita from Channel 12. Hi, Mayor. Can you hear me okay? Yes, go right ahead. I can hear you well, yeah. Hola! Great. So, I just want to be clear. You were on uh, our air telling Kim Kalunian that you do not want the neighborhood response team in Providence. So, are you looking at a different strategy as far as to have as to uh, the state police coming in? And do you think that this, um, these letters are trying to get, or is the governor speaking with the city council to get uh, state police help as a way to sort of bypass you and and trying to get get this into Providence? Because as the governor has said, he's made multiple offers, haven't accepted formally according to him. So I'm just trying to see how this sort of plays into what your authority or right. your time let, Let's let Mayor Alorza tackle this right. one. Okay, so with response to the to the neighborhood response team, so our police chief has been on record in saying that this doesn't work, that um, this is not one of the areas that would be helpful to the province police department, and we welcome the state uh, the state police's support, but it has to be in a way that my police chief says will work. It has to be something that the that the police chief buys into. Folks. Mr. Mayor, and you and want you don't want them on the street. That's what it is. He doesn't want them visible. He doesn't want them visible. They can be back office, but not visible. That's what it comes down to. Really, really odd to me. 
you got to face the community. That um, he was going to direct the you know, his, his police chief to talk to my police chief um, because this is already happening. Oh, hey, happening. Or joint operations. He's on a ride at Storyland as we speak. And so it just it just strikes me as either he is being disingenuous or. He doesn't know what his own police department is You should have talked and, to him about water fire. You know, we got to be really careful when it comes to when it comes to public safety. We have to. Oh yeah. We have to coordinate. Look who's talking. And, uh, you know, we got to make sure that as the communication is really, really tight. Really have you really thought tight. of resigning? Um, um, and so, is there any way we can convince you to stay in New Hampshire? That you continue to talk and uh, um, and continue to to support the ongoing operation. So we'll continue to do all of that. In terms of accepting the the offer, again, um, ever since again uh, the governor sent this letter, this is back in I believe uh, yes. Talking about Go right ahead. Folks, don't adjust your radio. This is the problem of Alorza. You're breaking up. Oh my God. Mayor, you're breaking up. And just as a reminder, folks can mute themselves when they stop speaking. So folks, again, it's John DePietro. This is the Mayor of Lorza press briefing. He's on vac- sure. vacation in New Hampshire. Yeah. So, you know, back to this uh, the suggestion that, you know, we haven't formally accepted an offer from the from the governor on this. Correct. That's just factually incorrect. Our well, police chief. Yeah, we know that. We know the whole thing. Right. Yes. And in fact, the joint operations have already begun. So that's just, as a matter of fact, just not accurate. Well, Well, do you plan on attending that city council special session to lay out the conference that the council members are asking for next week? Oh, we will participate. My commissioner of public safety and my police chief uh, will will go. And I've spoken directly to the council president. He'll still be on vacation. Thank you. We're going to go to Bill, and after Bill, we'll go to Nancy. Bill? Well, it's a challenge to run your business these days. Maybe you need to find the right type of workers. Why not let MEGA professionals find them for you? Call MEGA professionals today, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508-336-336. 7801 MEGA MEGA professionals 508 336 7801. Maybe if you need workers, maybe you have workers and won't come back to work, you need drivers, certified help, part time, full time, maybe weekend work. You need the professionals at MEGA professionals. Let them find the workers for you. They screen them all out, they send them right over to you. Serving Rhode Island, Massachusetts, call them today 508. 508- 336-7801. Maybe you need mechanics or skilled labor or warehouse workers, office workers, professionals, even those in the healthcare profession. MEGA professionals. Call them today. 508-336-7801. Again, 508-336-7801. You focus on your business. Let MEGA professionals help you find the workers. MEGA professionals. 508 508- Three three six seventy eight zero one. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. This summer, let J.K.L. Engineering keep you and your family nice and cool. J.K.L. Engineering. Call them today, 401-351-7600. They're licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts, jkl it's going to be a hot summer ahead called jkl engineering today estimates are free financing is available remember with jkl 54 years in business reputation is second to none especially 
for technical expertise, customer satisfaction. JKL is an approved National Grid VPI installer. They're also a Navian certified factory dealer. Call JKL for a system replacement, oil to gas for a heat pump. Estimates are free. Financing is available this summer. Call JKL Engineering right now. Remember, they do it right. They do it right the first time. They'll keep you and your family or your employees nice and cool. Call JKL, 401-351-7600. Remember, JKL Engineering, licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts, a carrier factory authorized dealer. It's JKL. Call them, 401-351-7600. This summer, stay nice and cool with JKL Engineering, 401-351-7600. Listening to the John DePietro Show. Let's dip back in. Mayor Jorge Elodja on vacation, Storyland in New Hampshire, doing a conference call with the media regarding violence in the city that he's lost control over. Go ahead, Nancy. I'm wondering how much you think, obviously, uh, homicide shootings and, and deaths in the, in the city are up, but as you said, violent crime or crime overall is still not at what it was. How much do you think that media coverage or attention is playing into sort of fear around violence now compared to the actual data? Oh, my goodness, folks. Now it's the media's fault. Um, oh, it's all blown it, up. Again, I, I want to leave by saying that Folks, 24-year-old woman was shot and brutally killed last Sunday. Another woman was dragged out of her vehicle and beaten. I want to make sure that's 100% clear. But I do think we live in a world today where there's just a lot of fear. And I think it's because of the world. Not all of it, It's because of your city. Social media. Oh, my God. Whenever something occurs, it could be anywhere in the world. Uh, but it gets delivered immediately into our into our feed, um, and we're reminded about it on a on a constant basis. Not happening in Cranston. And I don't think it's just fear of crime. Also, it's just fear of fear of everything. You know, when I was growing up, we would always play outside. He play won't outside. mention. You really don't see that. Oh God, not in your city. Parents are just you know afraid of what may happen to their to their children. If you look at statistics, um, it's it's. You know, it's safer, um, you know, here in Providence, or it's safer. Oh, here we go. Throughout the country than they've been historically. Wow. Uh, but the perception, you know, I think if you would ask folks. What? Um, you know, I think the perception around the country is folks would say that it's as bad as it's ever been. No, it's Providence. So it's you. There definitely is. This, Have you this thought of resigning? Uh, the, um, you know, the you know, actual crime and perception of crime, but perception truly is reality oh. when it comes to public safety if people are in fear if people don't feel safe then that's a problem and that's a problem that we need to address mayor jorge elijah and one more question oh no um, you were just had two yesterday said that you were being recalcitrant on this issue of addressing crime in the city um do you have a response to that yeah you know he he uh, he also said that the that that I didn't want the state police working in the working in the city, and uh, that's true. I mean, that, just, that just strikes me as so odd. Folks, he doesn't want them that. visible. Um, I had the What's the point the of having them just do back office work? State police was already already working in. See, that's his mantra, but in the city, that that's something that we that we welcome. So it, it, it's just a very odd statement for him to make. All right, thank you. Folks, this is the Mayor Alorza press briefing. Let's, with Mayor Alorza on vacation in New Hampshire. Oh, not there. No? All right, we'll try to come back. Um, Parker? Parker Gavigan of NBC10. Hi, Mayor. It's uh, Parker Gavigan with Channel 10. Can you hear me? I can hear you well. Yes, go right ahead. Good morning. Mayor, if this coordination effort with the state police has been going on for weeks or or longer, uh, clearly uh, things aren't working correctly. We've had, you know, a woman attacked this week, another young woman who was killed last week. 
well, Sunday. Have you have you laid out a plan uh, to increase this effort? And what what would that look like? What is what is the effort? Yeah, he doesn't have a plan. Look like does that mean uh, troopers patrolling at certain hours? Uh, because clearly, what's happening is not working. Uh, well, let me. Um, he can dodge that. A little bit more. Let me let me just get a little he bit more. He can dodge that question. What uh, what is happening and when it began, Parker? And so the the first joint operation uh, began this past Sunday. And so, you know, this was this is just the first time. And you know, you folks, again, it it's time. Mayor Alorza really, on vacation um, really, um, in New Hampshire. Really so, so that's one. Trying so to muddle that's, through that's here. The only thing that our police chiefs are are talking about. You know, I think that um, you know what I'm particularly interested in is um, additional resources and support to do deep, proactive investigations uh. around folks that be involved in major crimes so we're talking about um, straw purchasers the sale of illegal folks again he doesn't he's the problem he's the problem we know carry those illegal guns so all of those all lip service mayor you have to face the community you have to face the community you can prevent some significant major crimes and they're extremely valuable to the city so, you know, that's a that's a longer conversation. Oh. And, but that's absolutely something that we're really interested in. So and and I spoke with our police chief. He has All right, you know, folks, we're gonna dip in and out again. You're listening to the John DePetro show. Uh, but I'll let him Mega truck and trailer repair. Call them today. Commercial trailers, diesel equipment, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508 336 2110. 508 336-2110 for MEGA, M-E-G-A, MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. As I said, commercial trailers, diesel equipment, free estimates, FHWA inspections, and Rhode Island State Inspection Station, trailer pickup and delivery, 24-hour mobile service, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts. It's MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them today, 508-336-2110, 24-hour mobile service, and also ABS repairs, brakes, doors. Listen, if it's on a trailer, MEGA truck and trailer repair, they can repair it. Call them today, 508-336-2110, 508-336-2110. It's MEGA truck and trailer repair. If you've been thinking about updating your website or if you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business, you could receive a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional. And she's been doing this work for 25 years. Contact Karen Etchells at InnoVest Digital Marketing. She will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Give Karen a call for a free consultation at 401 401- 321-2799 that's 401-321-2799 or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com For all your tree needs call the tree trimming experts in Lincoln it's Yankee Tree Service call them today for a free quote 401-439-6028 Yankee Tree Service 401 401- 439-6028 fully insured tree removal company with a licensed arborist yankee tree service they provide various tree services including tree removal pruning land clearing stump grinding and bobcat service check out their website yankeetreeservice.com whether it's for tree removal or stump grinding yankee tree service provides stump grinding so you can enjoy your landscape without the eyesore of old stumps tree pruning you know many times a tree just needs to be pruned instead of completely cut down the licensed arborists with yankee tree service they'll help you decide what's the best treatment plan for your tree emergency service or bucket truck service they'll get up in the bucket call yankee tree service today for a free quote 401-439-6028 or online at yankeetreeservice.com 
2017, you had expressed concerns about the membership of the all-white Bailey's Beach Club, said that you hoped it would become more diverse. Now, your family's been members. Your wife is one of the largest shareholders. Has there been any traction in that? Are there any minority members of the club now? I think the people who are running the place are still working on that. I'm sorry it hasn't happened yet. Blaming all on his ribs Born a blue-blooded snoot His birth was a black tie affair It's all who you know Like Klaus von Bülow He just likes to be seen everywhere He leads a privileged life With a white privileged wife At Bailey's they like their champagne Life on Bellevue in a state that is blue <laughs> You'll never hear Sheldon complain He likes clubs with white faces With the lead waspy crowds Where for decades kept the Jews away And BLF cannot stay Well, he's not big Diverse faces, Bailey's Beach Club is his oasis. Sheldon likes the clubs with white faces. Oh, yeah. Do you have concerns in 2021? I mean, obviously, it's been four years. You have remarks on the floor following the deaths of Breonna Taylor and George Floyd saying, you know, hoping to root out systemic racism in the country. Your thoughts on an elite, all white, wealthy club again in this day and age. Should these clubs continue to exist? It's a long tradition in Rhode Island and there are many of them. Calvino, call for a free consultation today, 401-785-9400 or online fightbackcalljack.com where you or a friend or a member of your family in an auto accident, motorcycle accident, slip and fall, workplace injury, fight back, call Jack, free consultation, 401-785-9400. 50 years personal injury law experience and his office, 100 years combined total with the staff. Fight back, call Jack, 401-785-9400. It would be great. If you were in an auto accident, motorcycle accident, slip and fall, workplace injury, and the other person's insurance company offered to compensate you what they should, but it doesn't happen that way. You need a fighter. Fight back. Call Jack. Free consultation. 401-785-9400. Jack Calvino. 401-785-9400. Or online, fightbackcalljack.com to the John DePietro show folks joining us right now I had the privilege of filling in for him when he had a national show he's the former governor of Arkansas you see him on uh, Fox quite a bit he is uh just tremendous and joining us right now former governor of Arkansas it is Mike Huckabee Governor Huckabee John DePietro a pleasure to speak with you well John thank you very much it's a pleasure to be with you and I'm uh, looking forward to our visit today uh Governor Huckabee I um I'm curious to hear your thoughts on the way that crime has just spiked out of control around the country. Every major city has seen this. Uh, as someone that's an expert in governing and law enforcement, um, what, what do you attribute this to what we're watching? A lot of it has to do with the lack of respect that people have for basic decency, for the property and well-being of other people. We've created a society in which people no longer value uh, each other's lives and uh, there's such a coarseness to our culture and society and that lends people to believe that they have a right to someone's else someone else's property um, and if they don't like someone they have a right to just go up behind them on the middle of the street and pop them in the head take their their wallet or their purse it's a very sad thing it comes down to really a moral issue uh, where people, I believe, as my mother used to say, when I do something wrong, she'd ask, were you raised by wolves? Hmm. And I would say, no, mother, just by you, which didn't go over real well. Um, but I think sometimes I'm looking at so much of our culture and I'm asking, were these people raised by wolves? What do you make of um, the way that uh, the mayor of New York City, Mayor Bill de Blasio, uh, basically has just allowed 
criminals to take over the streets of New York City? Well, this is the the worst uh, example of a mayor I think we have in America. I don't know, closely followed by Muriel Bowser in Washington and Lori Lightfoot in Chicago. Uh, But these are mayors who believe that we should coddle criminals and punish tax-paying, law-abiding citizens. I mean, it's just the other day that a New York cop uh, was accosted uh, by a thug who had been arrested 21 times, and he beat, uh, you know, trying to get out from under the cop's arrest, ended up shooting the police officer. This guy gets back out on the streets. When you don't punish people for doing bad things, they keep doing bad things. It's not complicated, John. You know, I I tell people all the time, uh, whether you're raising children or training dogs, the behavior you reward, you get more of. And the behavior that you consequence, you get less of. Yep. So when you reward bad behavior, you just get a whole lot more of it. And we're rewarding bad behavior. Folks, I speak with Governor Mike Huckabee. And, Governor, it is distressing to see in basically every major city everywhere around the country, uh, law enforcement under attack, police having a hard time uh, recruiting people. What, what do you think needs to be done to restore confidence and also support with uh with law enforcement one thing is we've got to teach our children that the purpose of a law enforcement is not to harass us or hurt us it really is to protect us and cops can be wrong but the time to argue with a police officer is not in the middle of an arrest or a question it's later on but if a police officer says pull over get out of the car uh the proper answer is yes sir or yes ma'am it's not why? What do you want out of me? No, I'm not going to do it. That goes back to that basic respect that our parents should have taught us. And it's something that ought to be ingrained into us that we respect authority. And if authority abuses that trust, there are ways to deal with it. But it's not out on the street in the middle of the night. Folks, again, we're speaking with Governor Mike Huckabee. And Governor, the border continues to be just an onslaught of individuals coming. It's hard to argue. There's no way to argue that this is not as a result of who's in the White House. Do you ever think we'd see and go backwards the way we have regarding our southern border? You know, I I really did not. Um, What is especially distressing right now is that, John, we're seeing something that makes no sense. The federal government is telling us that we need to be vaccinated. I'm fine with that. I've been vaccinated and happy and eager to get it to keep from having COVID as some of my friends have had. The the problem that we're facing is that we now have a government that says that if you're, uh, you know, a law abiding citizen, you may have to wear a mask and show a card uh, just to go into McDonald's. But if you're an illegal alien, you can come right over. We're not going to require you to have a vaccination. Uh, we're not going to test you. And you can go anywhere you want to in the country. Don't worry about a mask. We're not going to make you have one. There's something terribly wrong with that. And American people aren't stupid. And if they keep voting for the kind of leadership that makes these idiotic decisions, then we're going to lose our country. Hmm. And we're already lost our minds. And I hope people will stop and realize this is the direct result of electing people on the far left who are more interested in protecting the people who break the law than those who actually live by the law. How would you describe uh, the leadership so far of the vice president, Vice President Harris? Um, non-existent, missing yeah. in action. Yeah, I think in order to uh, to find Kamala Harris, uh, I saw her picture on a milk carton the other day at the store. So I mean, that gives you some indication that uh, she's simply not showing up for duty. And the only time she went to even to the border was at the one place on our southern border where it's least breached El Paso, where we have a very effective border and a wall. And she went there and acted like, well, doesn't look too bad to me. Hmm. Let her go to Mission, Texas or Del Rio. Uh, Let her go to McAllen. Uh, She'll see some things that she does not want the press to see. That's for sure. Governor Huckabee, what are your thoughts on the, the progressive left? I mean, they they just, you know, the whole defund the police movement, down on America, uh, people should choose not to work. What do you think of some of the progressive, uh, you know, politicians that have, have suddenly uh, landed on the landscape in our country? The real tragedy, John, is that it's destroying the, the inner workings of how a nation prospers 
and how it succeeds. If you pay people more money to not work than they can make by working, well, they're not as stupid as the government, and they won't work. Right. And what we see now is everywhere you go, help wanted signs. I'm in the middle of a construction project myself, and it should have been finished in April. It may not be finished until October. And a big part of the reason is just because nobody's willing to work. And they'll even say to the contractor, hey, you know, I'm still getting my stimulus check and my unemployment. I'm going to uh, hang on to that until it runs out. Then I'll give you a call and let you know if I'm ready to come back to work. So we have a breakdown in the supply chain and in the workforce. Restaurants are having to contract the uh, number of hours that they're even open and uh, shrink the number of tables that they can uh, make available because they don't have the help. And it's not that we don't have jobs available, but here's a good example. Just last week in Arkansas, where I live, the uh, federal judge here, a judge named Judge Wright, uh, did something that was quite wrong. He told the state that they could not suspend the $300 extra unemployment benefits. Well, here's the point. As long as you keep paying people those extra dollars to not work, they're staying home. But if you said to them, hey, if there's a job out there, we expect you to go take it. I have great sympathy, John, for people who can't find a job. But if somebody tells me they can't, I'll be able to, within 15 minutes, give them a long list of jobs sure. that are available. Governor Huckabee, before we let you go, where do you think – where, where do we go right now with COVID, where there's a lot of mixed messages? It certainly seems that we're starting to go backwards. Um, there's a percentage of people, it's it's a myth that elected officials feel they can, it's just a matter of persuading some people. They, there are many people that, for, regardless of the issue, will just will never be persuaded. But where do you see us going right now in this battle against the variant and COVID? Well, the tragedy is that uh, the reason a lot of people don't want to get a vaccination and they don't want to do anything the government suggests is because people just don't trust the government. And I think we probably are better off getting vaccinated. We're better off taking some precautions, getting COVID behind us. And, and that's something I wish we would do the sooner the better. But this is a government that told us don't wear masks and better wear them. In fact, you ought to wear two or three. But let's look at the bigger picture. This is a government that told us Benghazi was the result of a video that Donald Trump colluded with Russians. They told us that uh, Eric Swalwell is clean enough to be on the Foreign Service Committee despite his romantic dalliance with a Chinese spy. Uh, you've got Adam Schiff, who has lied through his teeth and said he had incontrovertible evidence of collusion, never produced a shred of it. You have FBI and Department of Justice officials who use their power and abuse their authority to go after a sitting president. You, you could just go through a long litany of ways in which the government has destroyed its credibility and it's made it so that people simply don't believe it. And the mixed messages that's come out of the CDC, uh, where if you're vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask. And now, even if you're vaccinated, you may need to wear a mask. It's that kind of, of, duplicity that people are sick of and then john i'll tell you something else that has really ticked off people and rightfully so when leaders demand of others what they're unwilling to do whether it's washington mayor muriel bowser saying everybody's got to wear a mask but then she has her birthday party and parties hard without one you've got gavin newsom in california i was just out there last week trying to campaign to help him get recalled because i think he ought to go he tells everybody can't go to a restaurant have to wear a mask he goes to the most expensive restaurant in all of California, the French Laundry Restaurant, takes his mask off, parties uh, like there's no tomorrow with a bunch of elite lobbyists. And then when he's caught, it's like, oops, my bad. Now, to impose on others something one is unwilling to do, I think for his little trip to the French Laundry, the voters out there ought to send him to the cleaners. Folks, again, he is always a joy to speak to Governor Mike Huckabee. 